awesome friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having an absolutely terrific day today, as always. We're staying nice and hot down here in Florida. It was like 102 yesterday when I jumped in the truck. And uh, not surprisingly, but the weather's been very strange down here where there are monsoons and crazy lightning or either just stays wicked hot for a week. But that's part of living in a swamp. So, again, we keep it running down here at Health Masters. And if you need anything, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com. Be sure to check out the last day of the product of the week, the Testo Plus. That's our testosterone support formula for men. Really increases physical strength, endurance, supports cognition, really helps out with overall testosterone levels. I told you guys before, one of my friends that was using a protocol that I gave him with, between the prostate support and multiple other nutrients, he threw in the Testo Plus as well. And uh, he was rolling around, I think, around 280 as far as his tests. And basically, when he retested it again 60 days later, he was back up to 640, which that is a huge, huge jump. And he's feeling a lot better, staying a lot leaner, has a lot more energy, a lot higher libido. So he's enjoying that. So be sure to check that out if that's something you're interested in. And also, too, remember, it's also important when you take a supplement like this that you're at least getting some type of exercise in. Resistance training is crazy crucial in males and females in maintaining proper hormone levels. The body, as I explained to you guys yesterday, is not meant to be sedentary six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 12 hours a day. And then, you know, go home from work, sitting on a chair all day and then going home and sitting on a couch all night. The body has to have variable push. It has to have variable factors that constantly tax the body. And even if that's just, you know, getting up first thing in the morning and doing 10 or 20 minutes of cardio on an elliptical or going for a walk or treadmill or whatever you prefer. And then later on that night, going and doing some resistance training. I've told a lot of people before, I've seen this in a lot of friends' houses. You don't really have to have a monster gym to get a workout in. Whenever I go to hotels or I'm out somewhere, if I'm trying to get a lift in while I'm on vacation, I'm gone. I'm not trying to train super hard while I'm out and about and spending time with the family, but just going downstairs. And quite frankly, if they have a bench and they have a dumbbell rack, I can make just about anything happen. I mean, you can go from incline press to flat bench press to flies to shoulder press to bicep curls to tricep press to walking lunges to dumbbell squats, you know, row, low rows. You could do just about anything. And you could even look online. There's tons of stuff online. And we've even put stuff on our website before in the past on basic exercises to continually get even just I mean, full body workout. I mean, you can go in there with a dumbbell set and get. 20-minute workout in, and you get a full body workout in, and just boom, 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 boom. Resistance training, control the negatives, you know, two to three-second negatives, contractions at the top, and you don't have to sit there and beat yourself up for two or three hours. That ideology is long gone. Now, if you're training for a marathon or some type of Ironman, you know, training, and there's specific training you have to do, that's completely different. But for the 99% of the general population, getting in at least some moderate uh, weightlifting or exercise resistant training in, especially along with supplements like Testo Plus, you'll really notice an increase in your health, your energy, your libido, and your overall just better well-being, so to speak. So be sure to check that out and vote also, too, for what you want to see win at healthmasters.com tomorrow for product of the week. And one thing that I saw, and I want to get into this first thing right here. I've been reading some stuff here. And, you know, we talk about BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. And what's interesting is Remember last week I talked to you guys about the footage from the O'Keefe Media Group 
that was undercover footage of the guy that basically used to work for BlackRock. He was a BlackRock recruiter named Serge Varley, and he explains how the investment company essentially runs the world. And he says blatantly, and I quote this, what he's saying, BlackRock doesn't want to be in the news. They don't want people to talk about them. They don't want to be anywhere on the radar. He goes on to say, you can take this big blank of money and buy people. He goes, I work for a company called BlackRock. It is not who is the president. It's who's controlling the wallet of the president. You can buy candidates. First, there's the senators. These guys are blank cheap. Got 10 grand. You can buy a senator. I'll give you 500,000 right now. And you can make anything happen. It doesn't matter who wins. They're all in my pocket. This guy's quoting on, you know, basically in this video. Now, what's interesting about this is now BlackRock has gotten a lot of coverage. And ironically enough, Larry Fink, the CEO, said Sunday he no longer wants to use the term ESG when talking about investing as he now says it's been politicized. Oh, yeah. He's now trying to take a step back and do an about face on this entire program that, by the way, BlackRock has 70 employees and their ESG sector that do nothing but monitor and flag companies that are not doing what they need to do as far as their environment, social, and government score. He basically said in a Aspen's Ideas Festival on Sunday, he said it's been a politicized weapon now. He goes, when I write these investment letters, it was never meant to be a political statement. They were written to identify long-term issues with our long-term investors, and I want to say the ESG is now being misused by the far right. No, what's happening is now alternative media has picked up on this piece of garbage, the CEO of BlackRock, that has blatantly lied to us now repeatedly, telling us that, oh, no, we're not doing this. We're not fining and taking away bonuses from CEOs. We're not buying up senators. We're not doing any of this stuff right now. We just want to make sure these companies are, are doing what's right for the environment. That's the only thing we're concerned about. As we've clearly seen, that's a complete and total lie. BlackRock, which controls almost $10 trillion, and I saw an article earlier here now from Health Impact News, which was interesting, and it was going into detail on the top 25 companies that BlackRock essentially manages or has massive shareholders in. Apple, they hold a value of $171 billion in Apple shares. Microsoft, $155 billion. Amazon, $63 billion. Google Class A, $44 billion. Google Class C, $38 billion. Tesla, $37 billion. Meta, $32 billion. And this just goes down the line. I mean, all the way down. Home Depot, Merck, Chevron, Pepsi, Coca-Cola, Broadcom, Visa. I just keep going on with this. Now, here's the crazy part about this is when they first started owning these companies, Merck, United Health, Berkshire, Hathaway, PepsiCo, and they started having 6, 7, 8, 9, 10% ownership which is enormous in companies that are valued over hundreds of billions of dollars. Everything on this list, 2007, 2008, 2007, 2009, 2007, 2007, 2007, almost 2007 and 2008 on every major company that they own huge shares in now. Do you guys remember what happened in 2007, 2008, and 2009 when everything started to collapse? And then what happened? The banks got their massive bailouts. Now we have an idea on what in the world all this bailout money was going towards, not just keeping these companies afloat, but essentially bankrolling BlackRock to be able to come in now and handle and buy up all these companies, which is exactly what they've done now. So it's just something I wanted to bring up to the table because these guys, they're like cockroaches. If you've ever lived in Florida, we've got palmetto cockroaches. They're the big 
nasty, fat, juicy, palmetto cockroaches. Absolutely disgusting. And they fly. And they're down pretty much everywhere when you go towards a swamp in Florida. Now, these things hate light. They function at night. That's where they're cockroaches. They go and feed on everything that's dead and rotting and disgusting. So what's interesting is at night, if you're running around a swamp, you got a flashlight, you'll see these things. They'll be flying around. They're absolutely disgusting. If you stomp on them, they just explode everywhere. That's who these guys are that are running a lot out of these companies. They don't like to have flashlights shine on them. They don't like to have any spotlights on them. They like to stay under the radar, buy up the politicians, control the Congress, control the companies, push their ESG score, and continue to push their agenda that they're absolutely bent on trying to force everybody to accept subtly. Here's the problem with the term subtle. When everybody starts talking about you in the media, the term subtle no longer exist anymore. People start talking about you, and they start bringing this up. And now Breitbart and multiple other art, uh, all, all media companies have been talking about BlackRock and what they're doing and what they're buying and how they're doing this. They don't like this. So again, this is why we bring this up. This is why we talk about it. And this is why I tell you to continually make sure that you are looking at, if you're really working with a company or really supporting a company, you're really doing business with a company, look and see who they are and what their background is. This is why I'm so adamant about not supporting Amazon, the best of my ability. And that's why I never buy anything pretty much in most cases unless I absolutely had to buy something from Amazon. I do my best to continually support local companies or try to buy from them locally direct. The problem that Amazon is doing, and it's good for them, bad for everyone else, Amazon is continually cornering the market on so many, so many different products because so many people continually go in and support Amazon blindly without asking any questions at all because, hey, it's the cheaper price and I get it fast. So the convenience and the price factor has caused Americans in most cases to compromise their integrity of who they actually support because simply this is what makes it easier for us. Amazon's done an incredible job at building that model. That is why they're pushing so much agenda. That's why there's so much pride crap on Amazon. That's why a lot of times they ban and pull stuff off that's basically Christian attire, and they'll basically not allow people to sell it. But then they'll sell all types of manners of perversion on Amazon. If you want to do some digging, you can find that, by the way, on Amazon on a lot of weird stuff they sell. And what's happened is now there's an article that I read earlier, and it was from Brandon Smith. And I'm going to post this on the website. I want you guys to read This is a really good article. I read through the whole thing this morning and it was titled pride in parentheses is a thinly veiled color revolution to destroy western civilization and he starts out with this i'm gonna read part of this right here i want you guys to listen to this because he makes some very valid comments and why i'm so adamant and why i think a lot of people need to understand why i'm so vocal about this topic and what's actually happening right now and it's much bigger than anybody thinks it is he goes on to start with here he says the term color revolution is often associated with covert efforts among U.S. or European interests to foment civil unrest within enemy nations as a means to destabilize their societies and government. It is essentially fourth-generational warfare, a concept expanded on by Lieutenant Colonel Michael Inquino in a white paper, in a white paper titled From PSYOP to Mine War, the goal is straightforward, to go to war against a foreign country or one's own country by attacking the citizenry rather than its armies, or to exploit the target population as a weapon to trigger instability. We've watched aspects of this now. This goes all the way back to the Bolshevik Revolution. There are multiple phases in the Bolshevik Revolution. And what we saw, and this is what we're talking about here, BLM and Antifa were useful, but they were not effective long term. 
because they couldn't get enough support garnered behind them by enough people and enough companies because of their behavior and what they did and because they were only for a, a small section of the populace that really wanted to go along with such a fringe group. And then you had all the absolute the thievery and the money laundering through BLM, which made it even worse. They kind of imploded on themselves. So the color revolutions have been instigated for hundreds of years in different ways around the world. And now what we're seeing now and a much larger, more destructive revolution now underway in Western nations is the form of the pride movement. In the past, pride movement was seen as a separate and broad, pretty much leaderless entity focused on LGBT issues. But this is changing rapidly. Now the pride flag is being used as a symbol to encompass all woke concepts in a single organization, even including now Antifa and BLM to trannies all underneath this broad category. The flag no longer represents a civil rights effort for gays, rather it's a purely political emblem and a totem of cult worship. LGBT groups are widely supported now by every power center in our society, major banks, corporations, think tanks all inject incredible amounts of funding into these woke projects. At this time, the establishment issues leftist activist idiots to target the Western world with the same tactics it's applied in other nations. But how does pride really undermine our civilization? First, the basic mantra of pride is, well, pride. It's failing and weakness. It's not a virtue. I'm not sure why someone would take pride in their sexual proclivities. Being gay does not make you special. It makes you a minority. But it's not an accomplishment that deserves a parade or an entire month on the calendar. The statement in the Bible, pride cometh before a fall, exists for a reason. Self-aggrandizement based on zero accomplishments and delusion of entitlements only leads to a path of self-destruction. Secondly, pride activists are rebels without a cause. There is no rights under the law and that which the West that gays and trans don't have. Zero. In other words, they now must create their own problems. They must manufacture their own issues in order to cause things and rebel out of thin air. What do these revolutionaries do after they have already been given equal rights? As far as I can tell, the LGBTQ infinity movement is now dedicated to targeting, indoctrinating, grooming children. Nearly every law recently passed in conservative states dealing with these issues specifically protects children from ideological brainwashing in public schools or prevents the chemical and surgical mutilation of their bodies in the name of gender politics. Trans activists now refer to these laws as pure genocide. Why? Perhaps because they know that in order to perpetuate their numbers, they must groom kids into the fold. A large percentage of the alphabet community does not have any children, nor will they ever. So the only way they can continue their cult is to hijack the minds and bodies of other people's children. This is the hill the leftists have now chosen to die on, and for a good reason in their cause. Any successful color revolution requires the support of the youth. If you can turn society's children into soldiers for the cause, it's much more difficult for that society to fight back. The natural inclination of most adults today is to bend to the whims of their children, not go to war with them. And I've told you guys before, this is my opinion on this. This is why I've said it's so important. That you're parents to your children and not friends when they're younger. Not saying you don't have fun with them, you don't have enjoyment with them, you don't continue to encourage them, but you have to be a role model there as a leader for them and not somebody there that just does whatever they demand. He goes on to say here, thirdly, the primary tool for pursuing and brainwashing Western youth has been the public school system, and more specifically, the teachers and teachers union. The speed at which public schools are now openly embracing far-left perverted ideology is shocking, and it's due primarily to the teachers. 
Only in the past couple of years of parents in the U.S. started to wake up to the woke indoctrination process in schools. And this primarily happened during COVID, if you guys recall. This was especially when they started with the mask in 2000. This is when a lot of parents really started to actually dig into what was going on. And he goes on to say here, fourth, the basis of the pride movement beyond pride itself is exaggerated sexuality for gays in an era of oppressed sexuality for heterosexuals. Have you noticed that straight people, especially straight men, are now heavily admonished for any expression of desire? while gay people are allowed to flaunt their sexuality in the streets in front of children. There's a grotesque double standard being put in place which glorifies perverted gay sexuality while straight sexuality is completely under attack. You've now watched this now in movies where they have this you know, this this toxic masculinity because a man's a man or he walks up to a girl and asks her out. All of a sudden, this is toxic masculinity. Now, they have a grown man that's a total pervert running around butt naked in California or Washington State on bicycles displaying their genitalia to the entire street like they just did the other day. And suddenly, well, they're expressing themselves on how they want to be. It's a complete double standard. He says the male gaze and masculinity in particular have been singled out for erasure in Western society as dangerous and toxic. But if you're a gay man or a man that transitions into a woman's costume, you can literally do whatever you want and you're applauded. Clearly, straight sexuality is treated as unacceptable and the new norm. The elephant in the room that needs to be addressed here, which is a society that is conditioned to be increasingly perverted or that transitions people from childhood into indoctrination surgeries and hormones is going to have a collapsing population number. And maybe that is one of the establishment goals to make the West infertile. Fifth, the philosophical crux of what the woke culture revolution and trans activism is the idea of subject reality. If identity and biology are subjective and a matter of perception, then what else is a matter of perception? How about morality? How about consciousness? If identity is a social construct, then surely a moral compass is a social construct too. The movement is really all about this. The creation of a morally relative society that treats right and wrong as just subjective guidelines rather than ancient and inborn rules for life. And a morally relative society collapses is inevitable. And he finalizes with this. This is a part that I really want you guys to understand. We are, what we are seeing today with double standards being applied within the law in favor of leftists and leftist minority groups over conservatives and moderates. When the law starts to apply double standards, civil war is imminent. Maybe that is the point to start a war the establishment thinks it can finish. Or maybe the point is just create more chaos and then swoop in and take over once the dust settles. Either way, the pride movement, color revolution, is a clear psyop. It can only lead to destruction of the West if it is not stopped in its tracks. And I couldn't have written that any better. Brandon Smith did an incredibly good job with that, and he made it very, very clear and concise. This is what's happening right now. This is why I have been so vocal about it. This is way bigger than anybody understands. And what we're watching is now the next phase of the Bolshevik revolution in the United States in order to undermine the fabric of morals part of society. This is why he says there at the end that the aspect of coming in now and saying that everything is subjective and a matter of perception. And essentially right. we just pick and choose what we want to do, what we want to act like, how we want to live. That again goes back to removing biblical principles completely from the basis of society, and as Dad has said before, 
A republic cannot function without the Bible. It was designed to be based with a moral society that was based in some type of morals and ethics to have a constitutional republic. Otherwise, it cannot function on its own. So again, I wanted to get that out there this morning. I thought it was a really good article. I'll put it on the website so you guys can read it and forward it. But what do you think about that, Dad, as far as what this guy is saying and how they're starting to do this essentially as the next phase of the revolution? Well, I, I interviewed Brandon years ago when I was hosting, co-hosting or sub-hosting the Power Hour with Joyce uh, Riley was ill with cancer, and uh, he's a brilliant guy. He, he's very out there, and he writes a lot of truth. Uh, the whole thing started again with the undermining of Western civilization with the Frankfurt School back in 1933 with cultural Marxism from Goethe University. Uh, basically, we started you know, in Frankfurt, Germany, and it's actually started back in the 20s when they came in from Russia, and it was a bunch of uh, intellectuals who basically hated uh, white people hated Christianity is what it was. And they came in to destroy Germany because they couldn't figure out why Germany wouldn't embrace Marxism and why they were fighting against it so hard, why the people didn't want to be under communism. And they couldn't get the cultural change in Germany like they did in the Soviet Union. Now, remember, the Soviet Union, Russia, it wasn't easy for that either. It took it took a decade of fighting longer than that. And, you know, what, 50 to 100 million dead to force communism into Russia because of the Russian Orthodox Church and Christianity was so powerful. So the, the reality is, is that, you know, when you get into a situation where, you know, you don't know how to subvert the cultural norms, you've got to start chipping away at the societal foundation. And that is Christianity, because in the Western civilization, whether you like it or not, you know, the majority of the planet is still either Catholic or Christian or Protestant. And they don't like that because it gives people stability. I was talking to a lady this morning. And I was asking her about, you know, if she read the Bible, if she was involved with the Bible at all, if she, you know, whatever. And she said she goes and reads the Bible on an ongoing basis. And, you know, and that's what they don't want. They don't want anybody reading the Bible. They don't want anybody coming in and talking about the subversion of our society. And remember, and this is something that we talk about on the show, and I don't want to be repetitive, but I've got to say this for the new listeners. The God of their life is a tree, snake in a tree called Einsoff. He's a snake. He's an hermaphrodite. And I, I think they're all nuts, but they believe this, and this is a transgender, and they believe the closest expression a human being can have to their God is to be a transgender. And that's the goal here is to push this entire you know, mindset into the entire planet. And Brandon's right. It, it's a lot more damaging than we think it is because it undermines Western civilization and the fact that it takes it from Adam and Eve to Adam and Steve you know, or to, to, you know, to Eve and, you know, and, and, you know, and Susie or whatever. And so what happens is you destroy the culture and you destroy the ability of the population to reproduce and create additional patriots and people who believe in the word of God and the Bible. That's where this is going. That undermines the Western civilization. And then what they did, they got into Columbia University and they moved into the other Ivy League schools. And then they pushed Cloward and Piven which is, again, just pure undermining of Western civilization and destruction of the United States. And the Soviet Union boasted back then that they would destroy the United States without ever firing a shot because they would implement cultural Marxism into the United States. They, they don't have to have a world war. I told you that. And Russia finally had enough of it, supposedly, and, they, and the Soviet Union collapsed because it couldn't feed itself. And then what happened is you know, Russia came out of it doing pretty well because they had the resources, and then Putin's been a real strong leader, supposedly – but we don't know what he really believes, but I know he's really gone and connected himself back into the Russian Orthodox Church. But the whole thing is this. All of this stuff is being designed on this giant stage that we'd call a chessboard. It's like Operation you know, you know, you, you know, Mockingbird when they brought the CIA into our media with 
Anderson Cooper and the rest of these clowns, and they bring in and they pay them huge amounts of money to come in and infiltrate our society with pure propaganda. And then you got Operation Northwards, Operation uh, North, Operation Northwards, Operation Gladio, Operation Condor. You can look all those up and see what they're involved in. But all of it, Austin, is exactly what Brandon said: is to undermine Western civilization and destroy the nuclear family. Because when when Lyndon Johnson, that great pervert who many believe was involved with the assassination of John F. Kennedy, when he came in and basically got the Johnson Amendment approved back in the fifties, because he didn't want to be politically ostracized by the Christian churches, so you can no longer speak about that with the five hundred three C corporations now. And then he came in and did the Great Society program, which he's going to get rid of poverty by giving everybody money for having babies out of wedlock. He destroyed the black family. He destroyed it. Lyndon Johnson single-handedly was the primary factor with pushing it through Congress of giving all these people money, including blacks and whites. I'm not just picking on blacks, but it started with the blacks and then the whites as far as making them so you don't have to be married. You can have children, and we're still going to go ahead and give you huge amounts of money every month so you may maintain your lifestyle. And, and this is what they did, and that just started destroying the nuclear family. I remember back in the 50s. I had some friends, and they were named, their name were the McBrides, and uh, I knew the family, and they had a bunch of kids. They were Catholic. I mean, they had like a half a dozen children. You know, Catholics used to have a half dozen kids all the time, dozens of kids, whatever. The mother was always pregnant. This is, you know, way back when. And what ended up happening is you, end up, you, get, into, you get into a situation where that Catholic church, because of the millions and, you know, billions of Catholics on the planet, it was extremely powerful. Well, they had to come in with Operation Condor and Gladio and the Vatican and all the rest and had to infiltrate the Vatican and use the Vatican Bank and start bribing high-level officials to come in and destroy the Catholic Church. They brought in Vatican II, and they started changing everything, and they brought in a bunch of pedophile priests. They brought a bunch of Masonic Lodge people into this whole group, and all of this stuff completely and totally compromised the Catholic Church. So now, 50, 60 years later, it's a shadow of what it once was. And a lot of Catholics are ashamed they're Catholics. They don't go to Catholic Mass anymore. A lot of them have become Protestants because they don't want to be involved with the leadership of the Catholic Church because of the corruption level. And this new pope is awful. He's the same guy I mentioned before that was involved in Operation uh, Condor in South America, sending many of his parishioners to their death via the CIA as far as promoting you know, cultural Marxism in Argentina. And I, I was there. I was at his church, his cathedral, where he was the head guy. And not one person I spoke to liked him. They all hated him. I mean, they hated him. And so he's the pope. And, you know, he's brought all of this cultural Marxism and all of this gay pride and all of this gay everything into the Catholic Church now as another way to convert these people into believing that it's okay. And, and that's one of the reasons I like the, you know, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate, because they don't do all that. They don't get themselves all involved as far as you know the gay stuff. Now, some of the other Lutheran sects now and denominations are, are, are incorporating that, like the Presbyterians and some of the Methodists are doing. The sad part is that you know we've got to ask ourselves a question. If it's against the word of God, if it's not what God says to do, then why are we basically endorsing it and implementing it? And if we know it causes cultural degradation of society, and we know it causes a breakdown of the nuclear family and of children being raised on that type of horrible teaching, why in the world are we saying, okay, well, the problem is it hasn't happened over a period of one year. It's happened over a period of 70 years with the giant sexual revolution from the 50s and the 60s with Timothy O'Leary and the rest of these clowns giving LSD to college students to open up their minds into sexual liberation and the hippie movement of the 60s. And then what happened is they started causing these people to start thinking that you know free sex and free everything was okay and that they started causing massive cultural degradation. It was all part of the same plot. It was all part of the same group. To basically come in and destroy the undermining uh, the underlying fabric of the society of the United States of America, 
And that's just that, that's a little cliff note thing for you guys. You guys can look up all these different operations and see what happens. But the but, but the point is, you know, John F. Kennedy was the last president we had in this United States of America that was worth his salt. He was it. And they staged a coup against him in broad daylight and blew his head off in a limousine, which should have never been, a, you know, an open limousine. Anyhow, they, they, his handlers pushed him to do that, by the way. And they should have never allowed that to happen. But he was the one who was trying to change everything. And they let everybody know that it wasn't going to happen. And then they were able to put the pervert Johnson in. And he got another term. And he got, was re- reelected. And finally, he was so compromised after what happened with, you know, <laughs> with sacrificing liberty. That video you can watch on the USS Liberty that was basically strafed 5,000 times by Israeli you know, warplanes, you know, he got involved with all of that mess. He had so got himself so damaged politically that he did not even run for the White House again in 68, I believe it was. And he basically walked away from it all. Then Richard Milhouse Nixon came in and he was another one who was picked you know, exclusively by the CIA, by this group that runs the planet to basically be his their, their do boy. And then he started getting mouthy and then they decided to get rid of him. And because he wanted to get us out of Southeast Asia, which where they were running the drugs. And then we ended up with Ronald Reagan or with Jimmy Carter, who was in an absolute disaster for four years, massive inflation. And but he was just he was he was a brilliant man, Ph.D. in nuclear physics. But just, I mean, zero common sense. The guy was dumber than a box of rocks as far as that. Then he ran the country into the, off the rail. And then Ronald Reagan came in. He would have done something. I believe he really had a genuine heart because he's absolutely against communism. But then they shot him some 30, 40, 50 days into office. <laughs> and then from the rest of the time on, he was basically kept into a drug stupor for the next eight years. And then, of course, George Bush, you know, head of the CIA, comes in and runs four years. And then we got Clinton who comes in and basically does more cultural Marxism and destroys radio and TV. And then we've got, you know, George W. come in, the dumb one comes in, and he basically, uh, you know, watches the whole thing happen with 9-11 as he's reading The Pet Goat down here in Sarasota. And then that turns right back around, and then we get Obama in office, and he basically is another cultural Marxist, you know, and was trained exclusively by communism. And, and then we get basically, you know, Donald Trump in the office, who I believe Donald Trump really wanted to do what was right to begin with. But he finally realized who's running the show. And he started, he brought us Operation Warp Speed, which he's still pushing and promoting, by the way. Just thought I'd mention you that and the vaccines. So claiming to, you know, save 100 million lives, all this nonsense. And then he brings in, you know, Gutlieb into the FDA. And then he starts promoting vaccines. And then he starts, to, you know, crap, I'm not going to go into all that. He does all that stuff. You guys know. And then we bring in old Sleepy Joe, who's more interested in his ice cream scoop. And he has to be led on the stage by the hand and led off the stage by the hand. If he doesn't fall down, they got they should have a they should have catchers with him. They should have people that are holding both sides of him or put a net in front of him. So when he falls, he bounces to the net. This is this is the scope of what we've done as far as the degradation of the United States. It has become a laughing stock in the face of the world. The United States used to be the pinnacle on the hill. And remember that movie Gladiator with Russell Crowe that was back in 1999. Remember what they said, one of his other gladiators said to him, they said, his name was Maximus, right? Maximus Desmus Aridius or whatever. And they said, they've got to destroy your name before they can kill you. They've got to, they've got to make you so you're not important anymore, so they're not going to martyr you. They've got to destroy your name. And that's what they've done to the United States of America. We were the city on the hill. We were the shining beacon of hope for the entire world, and they had to turn us into a laughingstock. Okay, listen to me. They had to turn us into a laughing stock in the entire world stage so that the world would no longer look to us as the beacon of hope. They're, the world looks at us now as the most aggressor nation in the history of the planet. They look at us as basically the most bankrupt nation in the history of the planet, and they look at us as the most corrupt political groups of people in the entire world in the history of the planet here in the United States of America. So that's where we are now. 
they've got and now instead of just continuing to push that mantra now they're pushing social more social degradation and splitting the blacks against the whites the whites against hispanics everybody gets everybody everybody gets the gays everybody gets the trannies everybody gets everybody so everybody's going to fight all the time and blackrock's you know ceo will think piece of garbage that he is he basically you know has been pushing this cultural marxism and these scores for these different corporations because he's on the board and runs almost all of these massive corporations now which also have subsidiary corporations that he owns and so that's why they're so politically powerful and remember larry fink is probably a kabbalist luciferian synagogue of satan lackey i can't say that for certain but i can guarantee you he's got some weird ideas and some weird beliefs and so that's the group that's running the planet. It always has been. It's from the ancient Canaanite religions that I covered under Angel Wars. And we've got to understand that. And then we need to realize that through BlackRock and State Street and Vanguard, they control all the major corporations now. And then also into the detail talking about the rainbow flag and, and they have divided and conquer and all the rest of this. But that's where we are right now as far as from a cultural standpoint in the United States with everybody wanting to basically please their special interest groups and nobody paying any attention to what's really going on at the level of, hey – how in the world do you think we can sustain a trillion dollar, multi-trillion dollar deficit every year? Hey, who's supposed to pay the bills? Hey, have you noticed how the currency is becoming less and less valuable? Hey, have you noticed eggs are six, seven, eight dollars a dozen now for, for you know for organic eggs? Have you noticed that beef prices are through the roof? Have you noticed, hey, all of this stuff that fish now, when you try to go to the fish market, it's 24, 25, 28 dollars a pound for fish? It's insanity. And so what we've learned here is that cultural Marxism has come in now and undermined the very fabric of our society and the CIA-controlled media and the CIA-controlled alt-media. I'm telling you, friends, 90% of the alt-media is CIA. I could give you – I told you this the other day. I got four people I can list you right now, boom, 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 that you all know, that you listen to. A lot of you do, that are all CIA-controlled, and it's unbelievable to me that people don't see through this. It really is. It's absolutely mind-boggling that we can't, that, we, that, that they don't, and then we've got AI coming in. That's going to be tied into a D-wave computer. We know that, an interdimensional interface. And there's a really good article from Barron's that it says, well, AI really destroy humanity. He goes, the warnings are coming from all over that artificial intelligence poses an existential risk to humanity and must be shackled before it's too late. But what are these disaster scenarios and how machines supposed to wipe out humanity? Most disaster scenarios start in the same place. Machines will outstrip human capacities, escape human control, and refuse to be switched off. Once we have machines that have a self-preservation goal, we are in trouble, AI academic Yosho Benjo said in the event this month. But because these machines yet do not exist, which that's not true. They do exist, by the way. Imagining how they could doom humanity is often left to philosophy and science fiction. So all of this stuff is going to be used to tie this machine and all these people that have been chipped with the kill shot Okay, with this biotech that they've injected into them that's in their brain now. Basically, don't you remember the magnetic people that were walking with spoons sticking to them? What the heck do you think that was all about? They're injecting you with biotech, and your body doesn't know what to do with this stuff because it's like a little uh, transistor that burrows into the cell structure, burrows into an artery, and it can't get loose. It's, it's hung up in there. It's like a barbs on. It hangs onto you. And so then they can give you a read-write unit. You make you into a read-write unit, and then they can, if they get it into your brain, they can start making you think things you don't want to think, do things you don't want to do, and they can control you through frequency. That's the goal here is to allow Lucifer to become omnipresent on this planet. He's already stuck here anyhow, but he, he can't. He has to run around as a roaring lion seeking those who may devour, but he doesn't have the ability to be everywhere at once like God does. And so he's hamstrung with that. So he has to get back to Genesis 6 where every thought was evil all of the time. And, and again – 
he's breaking the rules of engagement again. He never learns. And, and remember, we talked about this in Angel Wars. Why would he continually break the rules of engagement? Why would he do this? Because he realizes that his time is short because with God, a day is a thousand years. He realizes he doesn't have a lot of time. If the earth is 50,000 years old, whatever, that means it's been 50 days of this going on with this whole mess with the cosmos. And he understands that it's all accelerated in, in hyperspace with the great I am because it's all compressed timelines. God, he has that. So he continues to do the same things over and over and over and over again because he didn't know what else to do. He's basically damned you know, for what he did. He's been cursed, and he can't fix it. There's no plan of redemption for him, and so he doesn't, he doesn't care. So why would he break the rules of engagement again? Well, he probably hopes that God will flush the planet again. He doesn't care. He hates human beings that much, and all of this stuff is happening before our eyes. That's why the Bible says that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against these principalities and these high places that we can't see, and that's why I say to you, if that without Christ, without God, without Jesus in your life, that you don't have a chance, then what is the point of what you're doing for the rest of your life on this planet anyhow if you can't have part if you can't be part of the solution with God. And, and see, this is why I did Angel Wars, because I want you guys to realize this is not what we think is happening. This is a major, major, major problem that we're having on this planet. It's been happening for thousands and thousands of years. This isn't new. This isn't new. It's just this is this this is the culmination of thousands of years of satanic worship again. And here we are again, you know, with people thinking they can molest little children. And, and take them to drag queen story hours and show them genitalia and all this sick, perverted crap. But we're here again because we as Christians, I'm going to just be blunt now. I'm putting the blame where it falls, have had bad leadership for a long, long, long time that have not stood their ground and said, no, I will not bow my knee to Baal. I will not allow this to happen in my church. I will not accept something that is anti-biblical. I'm going to just basically stand against it. Because they know that when they do that, they lose giving units. When they lose giving units, they can't pay off the edifices they built. And so that's where we have this whole mess right now going on. And that's why we have to have a ground roots movement for Christianity to bring us back, to bring us back to the relationship that we're supposed to have with God and with Jesus. And if we don't have that, what's going to happen is we're going to be in a situation where it's going to get worse and worse and worse, culminating at the end with this giant mess that we're going to have, you know, with it's called you know, tribulation. And so we have been in a situation for a long, long time now where we have allowed this to happen to the United States. But now with, with, the, with the alt media, the way it used to be, it's not anymore. It's completely compromised, 90% now. With alt media the way it used to be, we have voices that are coming out and talking to people, and people are actually covering their cameras on their phones now. Okay? People are beginning to talk about Operation Condor and Gladio and you know, an Operation Northwood and, you know, an Operation Mockingbird. And, and they're looking back and they're going, wait a minute, if they did it then, why can't they do it now? It's still the same CIA mess. And so that's where we are. The CIA is a satanic organization. They used to have witches, and they probably still do, on payroll. I can't make this stuff up. And once we understand it, look at Mike Aquino. You guys can go back and look at what he did. Look at Jack Parsons, good friends with L. Ron Hubbard, good friends with you know, Aleister Crowley. You know, all of NASA was found in the occult because NASA is a giant, never a straight answer group. They're, all they do is lie. And everything they've told us is a lie because they want to reduce the ability that God has in our lives and reduce the ability that conservatism has in our lives and reduce the ability of what they want us to be able to accomplish with our lives simply because 
this is who they are and what they do. And because they want to destroy everything that God made that is good and make all evil stand against all of us all of the time. Guys, listen to me. We don't have to do that. We can stand against this. We can say, hey, no, I'm not going to play this game. Hey, no, I'm not going to be that guy. Hey, look, I don't want to be involved in this. And quite frankly, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. Oh, death, where is thy victory? Where is thy sting? We've overcome both death, hell, and the grave because of what Christ did for us. All of this stuff is what they don't want us to talk about. They want us to walk in fear. We talked about that earlier this week. Everybody's got to be scared all the time. You've got to walk around and hide in the corner and, and, you know, and hiding in your basement. Guys, that is not of God. Walking in fear. That's why so many of these alt-websites – I'm about to say something I shouldn't say, so i got to calm down. All of these – so many of these alt-websites, when they're news aggregators, what all they're doing is talking to you about nuclear war, tidal waves, earthquakes – meteorites, the war in Ukraine, and all they talk about is fear porn, fear porn, fear porn, fear porn. That is not of God. It is not what we have to be focused on, but they want us to be focused on that because when you focus on fear, you don't focus on solutions, and that's the problem that we have right now. And that's why you know, Austin and I want to thank you for what you've done to support Health Masters. If you weren't here supporting Health Masters, I could be here pontificating and preaching to you right now like this. I couldn't do it. I would just be retired somewhere and be chilled out somewhere and hoping and praying to God that Jesus would come right now. But I'm in this fight with you. It's me and you guys. I'm in a fight with you for the rest of my life, for as long as I live here, to tell the people the truth about who we are, what we are in Christ, what the Bible stands for, and the absolute lies that we have to stand against every single day of our life on the media and on alt media and all the rest. Guys, if what I said to you today doesn't resonate with you try to find a show that you're going to like that you can promote that's going to resonate i don't know how to put the solution to this together any better than i've done this is after 30 40 years of culminated effort this is what i have done forever it seems as far as trying to figure out the pieces of the spider web so always remember we have a god who loves you we have a god who came here in human form and gave his life for you and suffered horribly for you to reconcile you back to him so that we would have an escape clause, an escape vector in this wretched contract on this planet that we've been stuck in now with these fallen angels, this demonic group that basically are flying around in these spaceships and doing the things they've done. I've talked about that in Angel Wars. And guys, listen to me. We have been bought at a price. We can do all things for Christ who strengthens us. The will Never confuse the will of the majority with the will of God. It doesn't matter. You stand your ground, like it says in Ephesians, and you dig in and you realize it doesn't matter what they do with the rainbow flag. They've, they've taken the rainbow away from us from Noah's Ark. That's one of the reasons they did that, by the way, because they want to destroy that, that, that symbolism of what God did when he gave us the rainbow and said it will never, ever happen again. As far as flooding the planet, they want to basically usurp him of what he said and basically mock him for what he did. That's what the rainbow flag is all about. That's why they've done that. Always remember that. So that's not a source of pride. It's a source of pride for Lucifer and Einsoff, the gang of weirdos that run the planet. They like that because it stands against God Almighty. You stand with the word of God. You stand with Jesus all the days of your life. I promise you. You'll be rewarded forever in eternity when you do that. What do you think, Austin? You're 100% spot on. and That's why we try to bring you guys the real truth about what's going on and happening. It's funny. I've had like three, three or four people bring up the research study about sucralose or Splenda being directly linked to leaky gut and damaging DNA. 
I've had people bring it up to me now, even people that don't listen to the show, random people. And I've talked to people about it. And I've had multiple people now that are like, dude, I've cut it out. I had one buddy that used a, had a bunch of bodybuilding products, and I sent him the link a while back. He goes, I told him about it, didn't believe me. Sent him a whole research study on it. He calls me up, he goes, dude, he goes, like, everything I use has sucralose in it from this one brand. I said, I know. I told you. Would you think I was making things up? I said, I don't just come up with stuff out of thin air, contrary to your belief. <laughs> I'll just randomly come up with this stuff. I said, this is the only research that came out and talked about this, that it can massively damage your DNA. And that basically this entire concept of sucralose being safe, which was a research done 40 years ago that was bought and paid for by the company that manufactured Splenda, didn't discuss any of the fact with sucralose 6-acetate that basically is produced in your gut after sucralose is ingested. I tried to explain them. I said sucralose on paper as its own compound sitting there on a Petri dish is not technically toxic. I said it doesn't really do anything. It sits there. I said, however, it just happens to be when you mix it with your stomach acid, it happens to produce sucralose 6-acetate with hydrochloric acid and becomes incredibly toxic to your body, including damaging your DNA and causing leaky gut syndrome and burning your kidneys out. I mean, it rots your digestive system, guys, rots it. And he goes, yeah, I have to figure that out now. I said, okay, what are you going to do about it? So he's been getting some products from me. And I told him, you can buy products from anybody. I said, I'd be happy to take care of you and I'll hook you up. I said, but just do me a favor. Don't buy stuff with sucralose in it. I said, good luck doing that. I said, especially with anything that tastes good. That's one of the reasons why our muscle blast formula has been so popular when I put it together years ago. Because not only is it a full spectrum amino acid formula you can use intra-workout while you're working out, and you will notice every single time I've had high-intense athletes use that product with me while we're training, every single one of them talks about their muscle endurance and basically reduces muscle cramps, reduces muscle burnout, increases efficiency, increases endurance because it's feeding your cells with real amino acid spectrum and it doesn't have any garbage in it and it doesn't have sucrose and it. it actually still tastes decent. That's what I've told you guys before. My stack that I always run during my workout is HGH Stimulate with the Muscle Blast. And I mean, my workout partner, he is just adamant about it. He does not want to work out without it. He'll hit me up and be like, dude, I'm out. I need some more. I'm like, well, I'm at the house already. Or, well, I need to come by and get some. I'm like, all right, man, come by and get some. You know, and, but it's just because once you start taking and you start training, you start realizing what it feels like to feed your body with real nutrients. It feels good. And you know you're not putting a bunch of synthetic toxic garbage and just stuffing them into your body and rotting your digestive tract out. That is why we bring up what we bring up on this show. So again, thank you for supporting Health Masters and keeping the truth out there and allowing us to keep this rolling every single day commercial free. Over 2,000 live shows. I mean, we talked to you guys about that last month. Uh, been a big deal. Been a big show. Really appreciate your support. Other news too, and this is something I wanted to talk about because this is ironic. It has gotten almost zero media coverage whatsoever. I mean talking zero media coverage. The first place I saw it on was Breitbart and then a couple other independent like news stations, local news stations out in Las Vegas and in Nevada. This is a very strange incident. So a attacker, this guy walks up to the Turnberry Towers, which over there in Las Vegas, it basically is close to uh, near Karen and Paradise. This guy walks up to the Turnberry Towers with an M4, has helmet on, has a T-shirt over, has like a belt rig on. You can see it in another video with extra mags and a pistol on him, extra AR mags. Shoots his way through the front door of this basically Turnberry Towers. By the time he's trying to get to the second door, 
there's an employee there that has a concealed carry permit on him and lights this guy up before he can even shoot anybody. I mean, lights him up, drops him right there on the floor. And he goes to the hospital in critical condition. I'm surprised he didn't die with how many times he got shot, it looks like. I don't know what ammunition the uh, concealed carry holder was carrying. But regardless, he stopped this guy. Now, what's, what's crazy about this situation, guys, not one mainstream outlet has even uttered this situation. This happened on Friday at 3 p.m., and I'm just finding out about it now. Friday at 3 p.m. in Las Vegas. Guy walks into the Turnberry Hotels, blows out the front door with his M4, shoots like seven, eight rounds. Shoot, boom, 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 boom. You watch him doing it. Then walks through the glass, goes to shoot through the second window, and the, the guy start, lights him up But by the time he gets through the door, lights him up. And I'm thinking to myself, what false flag operation of this concealed carry holder stop when this happened? Because not a single media outlet is discussing it. Nobody's discussing who the even perpetrator was. Nobody's re- referencing to anything about this shooting whatsoever. But you got a guy walk into a hotel in Las Vegas with an M4 with multiple mags on and starts shooting his way through the front door and suddenly gets dropped by a concealed carry holder. And it doesn't even utter a sound on mainstream media. Yeah, something was supposed to happen. It would have been the perfect timing for a distraction over the weekend to keep everybody focused on another shooting. While at the same time, this is why I cannot reiterate it, my friends, anymore. I say it all the time. Please, if you're able-bodied, if you're confident, if you're stable enough, if you're proficient enough, please carry a firearm and know how to use it and actively train with it. There is no substitute for carrying a firearm if somebody comes in like a bad guy like this with a rifle cartridge, you know, rifle, and wants to shoot the place up. You're trying to pretend that if you're good at, you know, hand-to-hand combat, you may be able to get close to him. Might, maybe, maybe. But quite frankly, at the end of the day, unless you catch him on a blitz around a corner and shoot on him, you know, take him to the ground and fight it off of him, there's a high probability you're going to end up getting shot. So it's really important. If you have the ability to do so and you're confident enough and you can legally do so, please stay armed and know how to train, though. Do not just carry a gun and put it in your pants and think you're a thug and walk around trying to act like you're going to do something. Be confident. Be proficient with it. This shooting is beyond strange, and you can see the one footage on it of the security cameras of him walking in and shooting and then just getting lit up and not a single outlet has covered it whatsoever except for Breitbart and some of the local Las Vegas stations makes me think there was something else big that was supposed to happen with the shooting to keep everybody distracted. Also to another news, this is something really strange. I'm going to get dad's take on this very briefly. We don't have much time on the show, but it's something that's a little disturbing kind of questioning. I'm not sure you guys know this July 4th weekend, pretty much coming up right now. Um, there's going to be a lot of flights. Well, it's interesting now. I've seen like eight different articles that are popping up, and this is the title of most of them. 5G might delay your flight this weekend. Here's why. On July 1st, U.S. cellular carriers like AT&T and Wireless will be able to use new 5G frequency known as 5G C-band. But not all airlines are ready for it. Roughly only 80% of airlines have been transitioned over to this ability to handle 5G C-band. And they're saying that if the planes are used, the problem with 5G C-band, it can interfere with the radio altimeters on a plane, which let the plane know how high it is in the sky, especially during storms. 
Now, what's interesting about this is they're talking about how everybody needs to expect the delays and how last weekend there were already over 1,600 flights canceled. I knew multiple people that got stranded and delayed multiple places over the weekend. I'm just giving you a heads up, word of caution, word of wisdom. If you're flying, be wise. Me personally, I'm not a big fan of flying commercial at all. But again, you got to do what you got to do. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not putting fear porn out there. But this is very strange because this got brought up last year and they delayed it. Here's the question. How in the world did planes operate before 5G was running around? Why is it suddenly now that the entire airline industry now has to cave in and essentially do what AT&T and Verizon want because of their new 5G C-band that nobody asks for, nobody wants, and nobody needs? The internet has been plenty fast wireless-wise for years before this stuff rolled out, but suddenly we're now saying that these planes are at risk of collapsing out of the sky and not landing properly if they're not retrofitted with all this new technology. I don't know. Seems awfully strange to me, again, that they're starting to push this out there. My opinion, be wise, be vigilant, especially if you're flying this weekend. What do you think about this? Have you heard anything about this as far as this transition on July 1st? You know, Austin, everybody knows I'm a pilot. I haven't tried to hide that. Uh, You know, the airlines and the airplanes all carry transponders on them. And a lot of the uh, there are a lot of ILS runway systems now, which basically means the planes are brought into the runway and actually brought almost to the runway without the pilots, you know, being and interfering with it. I mean, and then what happens at the very last few seconds when the plane is about to touch down, you know, the pilot has to come in if the plane hasn't already done so and, you know, and pull the throttles back and get the speed down. But most of the time, all of that stuff is already programmed into the planes. These planes nowadays, the advanced ones are almost self-landing. Uh, they're almost autonomous, and the pilot pretty much all he does is takes off and make sure everything's running correctly on the instruments, then hits the autopilot, and it puts on, goes on a predetermined course. So, yes, if you have an ILS system and you have 5G bandwidth, it could interfere with the tracking and with the landing of these airplanes. But the reality is that they have backup and redundancy systems on these planes, Austin, that the pilot can still fly the airplane. He can see the runway. He can still come in and land it himself, provided that it's not a whole bunch of cloud cover and a bunch of rain and that it's clear to the runway. You know, I would line up on the runway three to four miles out, and I would see the runway, and I'd be coming in at six, 7,000 feet, and I'd be coming down, you know, at about 500 feet per minute. And I would just basically, you know, be able to land the plane, pull the throttle back, drop the altitude, you know, level out and touch down. I've done that hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. So the re- truth is on the older aircraft that aren't tied together with all that mess, it won't make one bit of difference on the new airplanes. They may have to turn off some of those electronics and come in on more of a pilot's going to land the airplane mode and basically do it that way. What you run into is with holding patterns and other things that happen to these major airports, a lot of these pilots, if they do miss a landing, they have to hit a button, and then that button will take them into a holding pattern at different altitudes based upon what air traffic control says in order to hold them there so they can make another approach. So I don't know. There would be a lot of planes flying, but I would think that the, 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 the airlines and the, air, and, the, and the FAA basically have worked together in getting this stuff lined up pretty good at this point because it's not like new technology that came out you know two months ago it's been out for several years now so i think this will be more hyped than anything else they may have more airlines being delayed because of the flights and they may use this as an excuse to try to justify all of this mess again to make people as miserable as they can in the airplanes because peasants aren't supposed to be able to travel freely and unmolested on their way they're supposed to sit at home and basically hide in the basement and be scared 
I love you guys. We're not ever going to do that. We're never hiding in the basement. I love you, and I appreciate you. Also, finish it up. <laughs> no, you're spot on. And also, too, it's interesting you made a comment like that. What this could also be, too, is another cover, theater cover, to try to justify the delays due to the fact that so many pilots have been having health problems and myocarditis and pericarditis and heart attacks after landing these planes. And so they may be using this as an excuse to try to cover for basically pilots not being available and flights being delayed and all these other issues that they're constantly doing to the airlines. And like dad said, preventing people from being able to actually travel freely now with these airline system that they completely mucked up during COVID with that stupid, asinine, sick, toxic shot mandate that should have never, ever, ever been rolled out in the first place, much less mandated. So again, just wanted to throw that out there. You guys make your own decisions on that. I put a bunch of links, a bunch of articles to be up on the website today, including all the stuff we talked about in detail. But I always encourage you, especially in the gun community, talk about when you hear situations out there like this. Because, my golly, the mainstream media makes sure they talk about any time somebody even does anything bad with a gun. But they never talk about when somebody actually protects other people and prevents something from happening with a gun. So be sure to get that information out there this week and every other week. And so thank you again, my friends, for the support of Health Masters. Be sure to check out the Mood Booster Stack on sale for the rest of the week, for the rest of this month, for the uh, 10% off right now along with the product of the week, the Testo Plus Formula. Vote for also what you want to see win tomorrow. It looks like the Berberine Ultimate and the Magnesium Brain Food Capsules are both going back and forth on the website at healthmasters.com. So have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends. And we'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.